The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What took an engagement? How long before give? a wedding should I send out many save the dates? The first Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast and I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, we'll share the news, knowledge, and strategies you need to navigate the ever-changing world of SEO. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Tyson Stockton. Hey, what's going on? My name is Tyson Stockton from Previsible.io, and joining me today is Glenn Friesen, who's the lead information architect and SEO at Cal Poly, which is a renowned university in California known for its core philosophy of learn by doing. Yesterday, Glenn and I talked about developing a trustworthy and authoritative enterprise website, and today we're continuing the conversation we're going to dive a little bit deeper into the enterprise web of an EDU. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, here's my conversation with Glenn Friesen, Lead Information Architect and SEO at Cal Poly. Glenn, welcome back to the podcast. Great to be with you again. Thank you for having me. No worries, no worries. Um, and I mean, we, we touched on it yesterday too. I think... Obviously, we have a variety of guests on the podcast here, some coming from the in-house side, some come from the agency side of the business. But at least personally, I don't believe I've had anyone on to talk about within the .edu. And I think it's, a, it's an interesting facet within enterprise websites. You know, there are some uniqueness, there are some differences that exist within it, you know, not just from an organization standpoint, but also just in how the .edu's are, are kind of viewed. And I mean, I know a lot of SEOs out there are probably thinking like, 
Oglin. He has the golden ticket. He has, you know, like so many websites strive for those backlinks from the .edu sites and kind of the trust that exists. But I think that's only half or only one side of the coin. And so um, I look forward to hearing a bit more of your perspective of what it is like, like with maybe some of those positives, there's always challenges that also come with it. So I'm interested to kind of hear from your experience of working, you know, within a university and working on a .edu site versus kind of the the more traditional enterprise business sites. Well, yeah, thank you for that. Um, I can't give out any links, so uh, apologies, everybody, but uh, I won't be linking linking out. I, I do remember uh, as I mean, if, if that changes, <laughs> maybe, you know, maybe something pretty visible or voice of search. But uh, yeah, no, I understand there's there's always a, a layer of red tape within the universities as well. I remember reaching out to libraries from .edu's and um, pitching them, you know, interesting content to link to. And, you know, that was always a fun strategy to pursue. Uh, librarians do care very much about spreading information and getting people to what they're looking for. So with the rise of the internet that, and the rise of kind of social mores on the internet, I, I don't know if that's still uh, as prevalent as it was 10 years ago, but that was always really fun to pursue. That's a, it's a great tip. Um, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go off topic on this, but it just it, it sparked something for me. I was actually just working on a presentation for a client kind of talking about the the state of SEO, where the industry is headed and that stuff. And I did a little stroll down memory lane and it was actually information retrieval systems and really search engines have that birthplace within librarians. And one of the first programmatic information retrieval systems was created in 1953 after a lot of the world war ii classified documents became unclassified and they weren't able to keep up with it so i mean beyond your your kind of tip in there to to reach out to the librarian side um i'd also give them a nod of the head to actually pioneering some of the space within information retrieval systems that we all work within yeah, library science uh, has a, the Venn diagram of library science and information retrieval and uh, you know how search works. There's a huge overlap in that Venn diagram. So props to the librarians out there. <laughs> Absolutely. So maybe, maybe bringing us back a little bit. First, kind of like what would you say are some of the maybe key points or kind of things for SEOs out there to be aware of like in the life of working within an enterprise.edu site? Like, what are some of the, the challenges that might exist that may not be as visible from the outside? Well, talking about challenges squarely leads me to two experiences I've had. One is around subdomain proliferation. You know, we actually have written up here a subdomain non-proliferation agreement uh, trying to direct people to not create new subdomains. And then a second one is around governance. There's always more than one person involved in, in these things. And um, sometimes after a period of a year or uh, even a, you know, a semester, people will fall off and new people will come on board, right? New student workers or new professors. So having some kind of governance over who's responsible for what has helped us all understand uh, what we should be doing. People want to help, but 
if no one knows who's responsible for it. Um, sometimes many people wanting to help won't because they don't they don't think they should, right? It's that issue of someone having a heart attack in a crowd and no one knows who's responsible to help. Getting over that has been a, a major success for us, but it's it's an ongoing journey. Uh, we have a, a very large team. But, you know, with, with .edus and .coms, .orgs or any other website, branding is all about getting your name out there, having people recognize it and having people recognize it for what you want to be known for. And SEO has been a process of digital branding. So if I were to ask you to think of jeans, right, what, what brand would you think of? Um, for jeans, Levi, I mean, Northern California, so Levi's. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure that anything you think of, if you were to Google jeans, you know, it'd be right up there in the top three, top five, right? Maybe lucky brand. I'm not, I'm not sure what, I don't really buy new jeans, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you get my point, right? It's like, if you think about shoes, you know, Nike, Reebok, you know, uh, for me, I may think of creative recreation or Puma. These are probably going to show in my personalized search too. But, you know, with digital branding, um, it's just that on a search, someone types in certain keywords, you want to show up in those top results, right? You want to have that brand recognition for whatever topic they're thinking of that you talk about. And so digital branding has been a key challenge for us because we have a wide variety of topics, right? Every college, every department, you know, marine science, food science, uh, aerospace engineering, theater, you know, these are things we want to be known for. And so um, creating deep and wide sort of topic models, right? Deep and wide bodies of content to support those majors or, or those subjects that we talk about uh, has been a, a, a rewarding challenge for us to pursue. It's creating you know, deep content, so rich, meaningful content below that ranking, uh, but also wide breadths of content, right? So many different topics, right? Graphic communication, ethnic studies, water resource management, landscape architecture, creating many different topics as well as that are both wide and deep in nature has been a real challenge for us. Content production, um, but with the purpose of just being known for what we offer. You know, with, with digital branding too, there's impression and expression, right? So impression, what people interpret from you, what, what people think of you um, and what you're doing. And then expression, right? What are you, what are you saying? When that message is transmitted, it's never 100% received, right? The, the audience isn't going to always hear exactly what you're saying or what you mean, at least for me. I mean, I have, maybe I have trouble communicating, but this has been uh, my own personal challenge is trying to bridge the gap between what I express and what people think of me. And I guess, you know, we can extend this. It's a little fun to extend it. Maybe from a technical sense, it's compression. I don't know. I'm starting to run out of uh, uh, things that include the pression part. But um, I guess, you know, you want your audience to hear what you're saying. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie-cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. 
Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And to, to know you for being an authority in what you're talking about. And yeah, that comes with a lot of content production. For Cal Poly, we have stressed that that content needs to be authoritative, fresh, human generated. And so you know, that sort of throttles how much content we put out. And I know like AI generated content is a, a thing nowadays for, for a lot of folks. Um, but for us, it's been human generated all the way. Maybe, I, you know, I, I, I fudge the numbers there a little bit. I, I think that there has been some support from AI and, you know, developing outlines for content and maybe filling in um, some, some snippets or uh, truncated text areas. But, uh, you know, at the, at the root of it, we're trying to be a people talking to other people in mass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And on a, f- a few really interesting, like, like topics within there. And I think, yeah, there's the, the challenge of kind of the breadth and range of topics that, you know, a top university like Cal Poly would, you know, want to be presence for. But like, a piece that kind of jumped out to me, which, and as you were saying, it was like, oh yeah, that's so obvious why that would be a bigger challenge working at a university. But I feel like there are parallels or challenges that enterprise SEOs could maybe take or adopt from it. But your piece on kind of like changeover of individuals is something that I remember when I went from living and working in San Luis Obispo for the same company for about seven years or so. And then I started doing some consulting work with eBay. And it was a shock for me to see how often individuals would change teams or move on to another company. And it was, you know, I was kind of like, just surprised of how short the tenure was within that. And then seeing the challenges of like, okay, I just talked to site merchandisers about internal linking and three months later, I'm talking to an entire new group. And so I think you have that changeover in enterprise organizations. It makes sense knowing universities, semester schedules, teachers, students, grad students, undergrad, like coming and going. And so you made the point of creating more of the governance and kind of the the structure within that I wonder if you can kind of just expand on that a little bit more because, yeah, it feels like something that probably is a little more heightened in your day-to-day, but I have a suspicion that other SEOs could adopt or maybe pull some some learnings from that. Yeah, absolutely. So I would like to recommend a book out there called Managing Chaos by Lisa Welchman. It's called Digital Governance by Design. It's been a fantastic resource for us in our own governance uh, development. So governance, what is it? Well, it's observation and management, responsibility and accountability for property. And with an IT division that manages the technical resources and different content uh, managers, you know, responsible for the content that's actually published there, 
there are other groups that have an interest, right? Our accessibility requirements, right? As a you know, state institution, we meet and exceed accessibility technology initiatives, right? So we have actual legal requirements of accessibility. They care a whole lot about every piece of property. Or we have our brand guidelines, right? We don't want certain things out there being published on our website, period, right? And sometimes when you grant very experimental users like students the ability to publish, you know, content directly to the web, um, you know, some unforeseen but uh, off-brand things get uh, get published on occasion. So it's critical to have some kind of, you know, brand oversight too of this sort of thing. So how do all these groups talk to each other? It shouldn't be by email, right? It shouldn't be by, you know, monthly meetings where that lasts an hour, right? There should be structures in place for communication to to happen and be recorded and, you know, for people to know who's responsible for what, who's accountable for what, uh, who just needs to be consulted and who just needs to be informed, right? With with large groups, sometimes a lot of people who need to be informed about something, you know, they they might feel excess responsibility for it. They might feel like it's time to, you know, throw their opinion uh, into the mix, which which is always invited by the you know project owner. But um, sometimes that's not why you're receiving that communication, right? And so for people to just know their responsibilities, know, you know, what role they should play, it, it helps people to actually take care of those responsibilities and to play those roles. Frequent communication among the group where people know what they're responsible for, it, it matters. Um, you know, if you think about that example, right, it's a famous example of like if someone had a heart attack in a large group, a lot of times or someone gets hit by a car in a crowd. A lot of times people don't offer assistance right away because they're looking around for who's the person that, that, that should be doing it. And, and you don't want that situation on, on the web where stuff gets forgotten or, or neglected, especially when there are legal requirements. That's been critical for us. And I really want to recommend Digital Governance by Design by Lisa Welchman on that. Fantastic foundation. All right. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Voice of Search podcast. Thanks to Glenn Friesen, Lead Information Architect and SEO at Cal Poly for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about Glenn, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in the show notes or visit his company's website at calpoly.edu. Okay. Thanks to Tyson Stockton, our guest host. If you'd like to get in touch with Tyson, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is Tyson underscore Stockton. Or if your team is interested in SEO consulting or organizational education, you can always head to their company's website, which is previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. But that's not the case anymore, thanks to Ahrefs. Because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. 
That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter, and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet, and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. 